podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Most of us have clothes that we've loved for years, maybe even decades. But it's harder than ever to find clothes that will stand the test of time. So before you update your closet this summer, take a look at American Giant. From hoodies and t-shirts to denim and more, they've got everything you need to build a wardrobe that you'll be proud of for summers to come. American Giant is made in the USA. That ensures that they can deliver items of exceptional quality, but it also creates jobs across the country. You're not just buying clothes that last. You're helping create a lasting change in the communities where they're made and a connection to the seamsters, cutters, and factory workers who make them. Discover the American Giant difference today. Shop wardrobe essentials that last a lifetime at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your order when you use code LT23 at checkout. That's 20% off at American-Giant.com. Promo code LT23. Sponsored by 1010 Podcasts. The Celtic Exchange. A fresh insight on Celtic Football Club. Celtic win out in a five-goal thriller at Aberdeen in a true game of two halves. Tino, I got to watch the game from the comfort of my sofa. How was it for you up at Chile Pataudry and just how big a win is that in the context of this title race? Uh, it was bedlam. Uh, there was bodies everywhere, but uh, good atmosphere. You know, as you say, game of two halves, but it was definitely just such an important win. Uh, and it's so important to get over the line there. We've had a tough run of fixtures culminating that tonight. We get a wee bit of a break now at the weekend at Wraith. So, yeah, just so important, uh, particularly with uh, Rangers winning at home. So, yeah. Yeah. So, a couple of changes in the lineup. I'll just I'll go through that first of all, just to um, go through those those details. So, start out, Hart and goals, Ralston right back, Carter Vickers and Startsfelt, centre-half, Taylor left back, Calamac in the middle, O'Reilly and Hatati making up the midfield, and Abada, Jota and Maeda. Uh, making up the front three. Any surprises in there for you? Well, the, the Ralston thing at first, so we put a tweet pre-match uh, suggesting that Juranovic would get the nod, but it seems he's maybe picked up a knock actually in the Rangers game and he's maybe tried to shake it off there in the, the Motherwell game. So it seems he's struggling, but we've not heard anything official from Ange on that, or I've not. I don't know if you've picked up on anything. Um, or I like him in for Rodic, fine. You know, they, they two all vie for position and keep each other fresh. I did think my head would start and, and lo and behold, he got the nod. So, no huge surprises. You expect Ange to use his squad at this moment in time, and and that's what he's done. Yeah, and obviously we got to see Jackamakis later in the game. What do you think of the contributions of both those strikers? Um, so I don't, don't want to labour on on Maeda too much tonight. You know, it's a big one for Celtic. It's a huge night, and, and we're all in good spirits. But he wasn't. I was going to say he wasn't at his best. Obviously, we've not seen him at his best, so we don't know exactly what that looks like. But he wasn't quite at the races. Uh, I don't yeah. think he had a great game. And I think Jack and Marcus come on at a time when you're looking for him to just uh, rustle up defenders and keep them busy and, and see out the wins. So, yeah, they're, listen, the two of them, I think, you know, and it's an early call, but they're, they're nothing like, you know, the, the striker that uh, Kyogo is. Uh, yeah. And, you know, really hopeful that he'll be back before too long. But, you know, they'll, they'll both do jobs in different ways um, and both played very different kind of roles tonight. Yeah, very much so. Um, on the game itself, I thought the first 15 minutes was not, not flat, but quite balanced, not a lot of clear-cut stuff. Aber, Aberdeen seemed to be well set out and sticking to their discipline. 
Um, what was your take on the other exchanges there? I just thought overall, you know, first half, generally speaking, Celtic were well in control, you know, over the piece. Joe Hart had, you know, very little to do. Effectively, you know, easy street, very dominant performance. You know, obviously we got it to 2 0, and you were asking the question is it going to be 3 0 again at half time, like it's been the last two games there? Um, but you go in at half time and you're thinking, this is as easy as it's felt up at Petodre in a, in a long, long time. Obviously, that's yeah. all changed very, very quickly. But, you know, talking to the, you know, the guys that, you know, were with us there, it was, it was very, very comfortable first half. Yeah, it seemed to be. So, uh, just 17 minutes in, uh, we're, we're 1-0 up. We're able to get himself in a good position. And it's a really clever cross. It's a teasing cross between goalie and defender and at the box. So, take us from there. Yeah, it's a nightmare for goalies that. So, you know, I've watched it back a couple of times since coming out. And it's, it's just in that zone where a, a keeper doesn't know whether they stick or twist. He's done neither. I think it's caused a bit of confusion with Ramsey, the fullback, yeah. and Jota has just gambled like all good front men should. Um, and it's got us off to a really decent start. So yeah, I've got it around about sixteen minutes, and it's eh, you know it was it was the right reward for Celtic's you know efforts at that point. But it just allows you to relax and calm down and settle your way into the game. Yeah, as we've shown the last few weeks, the last few games anyway, when we score a goal, we like to score another goal, you know, right behind it. So twenty minutes. And it's O'Reilly getting off the mark. He mentioned in his post-match interview actually he was glad to get kind of get that call that kind of a monkey off his back, which it clearly wasn't. But he just he wanted to get on the score sheet and and yeah. he did that. How, how was that for you? Good. I mean, he obviously had that big chance against who was it? United. Yeah, where James Forrest cut across him and he's he's passed that by the post at Celtic Park. He'll have been keen to get his goal. You know, all these all these kind of fellow midfielders and front men are getting in amongst the goals at this moment in time. So yeah, he'll have been glad to get his first, albeit he was a bit uh, you know, fortunate with it, taking the deflection. But I thought he he caught it well enough. I thought he'd done well to get his head over it and keep a, a low effort on goal. And it'll mean a lot to him. I've not seen any of his post match. I presume he was as articulate as always. Articulate and beautiful, I think, they're the words you're looking for. Wonderful guy, yeah, good yep. representative of the club. So, yeah, please for him, uh, and that'll do his confidence a world of good. Yeah, indeed. So, two up and well in control. Uh, Jot had the ball in the net just before uh, the end of the first half. Yes. So, I'll take your take on it first, and I'll give you mine, which with the, the benefit of replays and things like that. How was it live? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've got a note to ask you because you know, from where we seen, there was nothing much wrong. I don't know if there was any suggestion of offside, but he's just he's just been stronger than the guy. The guy's taking a tumble and, and claimed for the foul. I just thought Jota was strong and he's tucked away. I didn't see much wrong with it at all, to be honest with you. So, I don't know. You can maybe tell us better from the, the TV replays. Yeah, so from t- t- first first and foremost, he's onside. Um, the commentary said he was being flagged for offside. So, if it is that, then they've got that wrong. There was no foul on Ramsey. He's just stronger. And he's got more desire to get the ball. And there was a suggestion maybe it rolled off his arm, but it didn't come off his shoulder. So, it's a legitimate goal uh, that's chalked off. And, yeah. you know, well, we'll not complain too much about it, but you know, it's it's still poor refereeing. Var Var sorts that right out. Yeah, and you know, at the time you weren't moaning too much because we we're two 0 up and cruising, and there was no concerns. That could have come back to bite us. You know, had we finished two each, we'd have been having a very different chat at this moment in time. Uh, interesting stats for you. I know you're you're keen on some stats. So yeah. uh, apparently, I need to double check. But apparently, we've now scored thirty-five first half goals versus twenty-two in the second half. So fifty-seven goals in total. We're very much a first-half team, whereas most teams, again, we need to check, but I think tend to score later on and, you know, in the final you know, 15, 20 minutes. So, interestingly, we tend to to get our goals early bells. And we've seen that, and there's obviously this kind of suggestion that Andrew's team go out and blitz the first half and they're far less effective second half. I suppose you could say, you know, 
We lost the second half 2-1 tonight, so you could argue that's the case at the moment. Yeah, and, and Ant said after, it was a good game to learn things from as well. He said, you know, there's, there's areas we've got to improve on and we can see them tonight and you know, we'll, we'll take that in the training ground and, and work on things. You basically wasn't in any way despondent. It's, it's, you know, it's a tough place to go. They've gone and got the win and they've got some things they can be doing better from that as well. Yeah, yeah, and you'll never be upset coming away with three points at Pataudry. So the most important thing was to go over the line. If anything, it might um, give the players just a wee, you know, jolt in terms of any complacency that may have set in. And I don't, I don't feel that's the case with this team. But they've had a couple of couple of easy wins, there. Easy one against Rangers, comfy one against Motherwell. They might be getting a wee bit, you know, beyond themselves. But that's maybe just a wee sharp reminder that you're going to have some tough tests. You know, we've got a dozen games to go league-wise here and I'm thinking and hoping that Ange sets them out to say, listen, this is 12 Cup Finals. We got a, a wee fright tonight, not a huge fright. I think, you know, by the time the whistle went, we were still pretty comfy in the game overall. But yeah, it just keeps them on their toes and keeps them sharp for all the games ahead. Yeah. As you mentioned earlier on, we've got a kind of a mini break of sorts away from league duty here, you know, just yeah. with the Cup and then uh, away in Europe. But if you look at the games, it's been Hibs, Harps, uh, Rangers, Motherwell, Aberdeen, you know, since we come back after the break, that's that's five tough, tough fixtures. You know, I know Aberdeen have dropped, but typically top six teams, 15 points, and including Tynecastle and Pataudry midweek away games, you know, notoriously difficult. So mm. certainly got to look, look back in those five games. They've got a weak chance to kind of catch their breath and say, well, you know, we're heading the right direction, surely. 100%. I think Dundee United into the mix there in terms of those games. Yeah. But yeah, you know, the toughest fixtures in the calendar, you're away to Tynecastle, you're at Petardry tonight, you've played against Rangers, you're nearest rivals. Lots of really tough games and we've spoke ourselves in our show and um, spoke to the guys at 67 Hale Hale and otherwise. And the suggestion was if we could get through this run of fixtures unscathed, you're in a serious position to challenge. We've done that, 100% record, you know, 100% in 2022, all these good things. And I think, yeah, I think just the chance to get to the weekend and Wraith Rovers a different type of challenge and then it's Bodo Glimt again next week. But just a chance to reset and just press the, not the pause button, but just to kind of reflect on what the players have done, catch mm-hmm. their breath a wee bit, maybe rotate the squad on Sunday yeah. against Wraith Rovers and then just get themselves energised and ready for the, the next running. Yeah, I think that's exactly what we'll, we'll be doing. So on the game itself, the second half, I mean, the team talk, and I would imagine it's been a mixture of Stephen Glass and Scott Brown, given that team talk to, to fire them up. Yeah. He ran some changes with, with Ojo for McGeoch and Kennedy for, for Ramsey. It had an effect, didn't it? Yeah, I thought Kennedy was good. I thought actually in the second half, coming down that right-hand side, Matt Kennedy was you know quite a you know a, a problem uh, for Greg Taylor at times. I also thought McCrory in the right-hand side was make, you know getting yards. I think Jota looks a wee bit tired just now, still and a wee bit off the Very pace. And defensively, I thought he get you know caught short a wee bit. So they were getting changed down the right-hand side. And yeah, there's, there's no doubt it gave them a lift across the board. You've seen that. It's interesting, you know, that you know the last three games now. So Rangers made three subs at half-time. Motherwell done the same at the weekend. Aberdeen have made two tonight. But teams are struggling to deal with this, certainly in terms of how we come out the traps and what we do in the first half of games. And they're trying their best to combat that. Aberdeen have, you know, obviously made a dent in that in terms of how they, they approach the second half. They are, you know... Fighting for their lives isn't the right term, but fighting for their top six status and fighting for Stephen Glass's job. He's under yeah. pressure. He was brought in, you know, with high hopes this summer, made some big signings, some have worked out, some haven't. And they've scrapped for him, but I think ultimately they've, they've fallen a bit short. They've not had the quality in the end up. 
Yeah, but you know, no, 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 this is a an Aberdeen fans podcast. I think they'll be happy that they fought in the second half. You know, see if they'd gone out and run, you know, out four 0 losers, then it's a different situation from going out and fighting for a, a kind of nearly three two loss. You know, so I think they'll get a bit of credit for that. They will do. I mean, there was booze ringing out at half time from the Aberdeen fans, so you know they'll appreciate. At least a team gave them a cheer. You know, they got them in it and they got them at two each, and it made them think at some stage, albeit only for about sixty seconds, that you know they were back in the game. But they did fight well for a team. I didn't feel getting into the last five minutes plus injury time that they were absolutely you know knocking the door for a goal. You know, we weren't under intense pressure, but they gave it a decent go. But yeah, they, they fell short in the end up. Yeah, I'm up somewhere in my notes where they stopped. They stopped pressing. They seemed a bit spent, kind of in about seventy-five minutes or so. So you know, and they, they put everything into it. On the goals themselves, we got a, a warning. Um, Ramiro, Ramirez went close. A uh, fifty-seven minutes, he had an offside goal, but sorry, good chance in fifty-three minutes, and he just couldn't get his head quite on it. And then yeah. two, two minutes later, they're uh, they pulled the goal back. How did that look for you? The free kick in the first place is a funny one because I thought. Aberdeen, I think it came off a hand potentially, but their strikers got his shot away mm. and Collins played an interest. You know, you play the advantage, the striker gets his shot. If he's getting his shot away, that's yeah. him had his advantage, but yeah. Colum chose or saw fit to pull it back. In terms of the free kick itself, it's poor by Celtic. Ramirez is he's the number nine, he's a big target. I don't know who was on him, maybe you caught this closer, whether it was Starfelt or Vickers, but somebody's job is to pick him up and he has it all the time. You know, spoke with the guys here. It seemed like it went in slow motion. He had so much time from making that run across the around about parallel with the penalty spot. And he's had loads of time just to pick his spot. So from a Celtic point of view, very poor and it's pretty disappointing. There's there's zonal marking and the only piece of mitigation you could give was that a Scott Brown likes to do it at corners, you know, he gets up to nonsense and mischief. So he was physically holding Staffel's trying to get out to Ramirez, he tried to close him down, and Brown's physically holding him back, and the referee's just let it go. Yeah. It's one of those in a box. Wash your body, so yeah, nonsense and mischief, Fibrony. Both, both, Absolutely no good. So yeah. maybe so. So you know, from our point of view, just you know, quite near that in terms of where where you're situated at Petardry, hard to see. But yeah, it was puzzling as to how he got so much space in the box. Maybe that's you know that's a ploy from Aberdeen. Interesting, I'm sure you know they were upset about ultimately the winning goal where perhaps a bad I was blocking a guy, perhaps not up for debate. But it's certainly a ploy they've used to their advantage, particularly with that free kick. So, you know, some you get, some you don't. Uh, you, you share that um, defence with the luminary that is Tom Boyd. So, take TV. that. Yeah. Impartial Tom. Impartial Tom. Mm. Uh, so then, they've got one back. Ramirez is the offside goal. It was, you know, well, well offside, so no complaints there. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, kind of slack again, Celtic defending zonally. Um, the free kick in and Ferguson's got pretty much a clear header on it Yeah, I, I thought the delivery was excellent uh, was. So, so that's right in front of us and I just thought it was whipped in with real pace I think it was Ojo that took both of the free kicks yeah, if yeah. I picked up correctly it's just going into a really dangerous area so I'm not sure again, that's, that's what happens very fast I'm not sure the movement and again who was on Ferguson he's caught it well it's a decent header and he's, he's doing well to be a heart from that range um, but again, you know, just that then results in, the, in us having lost two set piece goals, and that's disappointing. And we've lost, a, you know, a number of set pieces again this season so far. So, listen, maybe something to work on. You know, sometimes you can credit a team with scoring a good goal against you, but I think we can do better there. Yeah, I felt it was a feature, you know, a slack feature of the game 
early in the season that they seem to work on and resolve, but it's, it's crept back in there. You know, so that's, that's something yeah, and it's training ground. Yeah, and again, maybe just a you know a wake up call, you know, complacency maybe setting at one point and certainly two 0 if the players were anything like the fans, you felt you were very comfy in the game that was only going to extend. Asked the guys what they thought it was going to be at half time, you know, four now, that kind of chat. Nobody predicted three two. Um so yeah, you know, the, the, the players have got a duty there to stay on their toes at all times. Yeah. So it's two each at this point, half an hour to go, away to Pataudry, Wednesday night. You know, it could have been a really, really tough slog there, but it's only a minute and Jota's got the ball in the back of the net. How was that? Yeah, and it's a, a brilliant response. So Celtic have gone right back in the ascendancy. Um Allegedly, at this moment in time, the the chorus is ringing round Ibrox about uh, all sorts of you know top of the league and we shall not be moved. I think that lasted about thirty <laughs> seconds before Jota's uh, dealt with that one. Um, yeah, it's ricocheted about. You know, Jota's tried to work his way across the box. It's broke to Ralston, who's headed the back into a danger area. I think at that time, Abada was in an offside position. But Abada's not the guy and and play. And from Jota's point of view, he's got the head over it, volleyed it into the ground, and it's it's spun in nicely. So. He's got a job to do, he's got to get on with it. The Aberdeen players seemed incensed. You know, they took a fair bit of time to get back up the park and restart. So again, you've got the benefit of, of the TV pictures and what happened there. But I think Jota's on and I think it's fine. Abada might also be on. It's so tight. Right. Abada himself might be on. So even the guy that they're saying was active when he was inactive, he might have been onside himself. So it remains to be seen. But certainly it's not, nothing clear cut. And then if he was offside, he's inactive. And... I, th- I think a, you know post goal maybe a wee bit of lack of focus from Aberdeen to to be as entrenched in that rather than get on with their game and trying to get back to it, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, the refs given the goal and they've got a, a job to do, trying and try and drag their way back into it. So, yeah, some you'll get, some you won't. Sounds like the the officials have made the right call, so they've got to get on with it. Yeah, on officials, I suppose you know the the last half hour seemed to kind of swing to Colin giving a lot of soft fouls to Aberdeen. Was that the feeling up the up at the ground? I think that's fair. Yeah, I think there was lots of wee niggly ones which would otherwise be let go and they've One gone getting, You know, the same fouls we weren't getting up the other end of the park. Yeah, wee free kicks here and there. There was a foul on the edge of the box by Carter Vickers. Not sure if it was or not. I think Ferguson curled it just over the bar. So there was a few wee ones and it just felt like Colin was just giving niggly wee things which helped break up the play. There was one where Celtic didn't get an advantage. I think Greg Taylor got fouled and then tried to make the pass to Jota. If he was doing the advantage thing in Aberdeen's favour, he should have done it in Celtic's favour at that point. So, a couple of things like that. So, you know, don't want to kind of hark on too much about Willie Collin, but some stuff that, that was a bit unusual. One thing I need to reference, uh, whether it's his job to deal with it or not, but the, uh, the pitch invader, was that on the telly? Joe Hart? Aye, so this clown breaks out, the, breaks out the Aberdeen section, makes a beeline for Joe Hart. He's cutting about in his trackies. He bombs right across... Bypasses all the Aberdeen players, not interested in Bruni, not interested in Lewis Ferguson, goes straight for the opposition goalie, which is our Joe Hart, and promptly takes a selfie with him. Joe Hart, being the professional as, puts his arm around the guy's shoulder and smiles for the camera and lets him jump back into the crowd. It was bizarre. And at that point, that was before it went to each. That was probably the, the busiest Joe Hart had been in the game up to that point. So a strange moment all round. And uh, please don't ever change Scottish football. It was just ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, not not great for the, <coughs> the concentration levels for for Hart, but he's dealt with it anyway. So yeah, ever um, the pro. No, nah, indeed. So seventy five minutes, bringing the changes a wee bit, and a, a wee bit late for me. A wee bit late. The changes could have been earlier. 
Definitely. I thought he should change the on-never mark, which he usually does. I thought it was time to freshen up. Hatati, as he has done the last few games, was looking tired. Mm. I thought O'Reilly was looking a wee bit tired. I thought Maeda, as discussed, wasn't having a great game. The the easy nod there at that time is, can we get Rodic on? Can we get Giacomacchus, potentially Forrest, and my boy Mikey Johnson? And mm. I think he waited too late. I think the changes were around about 75 and 89. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah interesting, because and usually makes those changes. I'm not sure why he waited. Guys were on their feet. It, it was strange for me. Um, we definitely needed you know a, a bit of fresh energy. It was it was beat on for Atati. You know, it should be steadying things up. You know, in, in the centre with McGregor going forward and Jack and Marcus for Mira. And I, I thought he you know, that that was a good move to bring someone on with no disrespect to Mira, just somebody to hold the ball up and, and run channels and all that kind of stuff. You know, he was yeah. Jack and Marcus is that guy for the last 15 minutes. You know, so yeah. I think they had an effect as well. Yeah, I thought I thought they made sense. I mean, don't get me wrong, Beaton's first contribution was to put the ball out of the park, which was nice and frustrating. Um, I wonder as well if James McCarthy was a guy for that job to go and break it up. I don't know. Any, you know, he's made those calls and that's fine. Jack and Marcus ate up the clock a bit, got involved in the physical stuff. So no problem with the changes he made. Um, but I just thought they could have been sooner just for fresher legs. Yeah. There's not an awful lot between those subs and the, the, the kind of final subs. It's all, you know, a wee bit scrappy. And I think, as you referenced there on, Celtic were quite comfortably starting to close things out there. So it's 88 minutes, Forrest for Abada and Rogic for O'Reilly. And that just kind of let us consolidate and close things out. Uh, yeah, it's just run down the clock. Jota looked shattered as well. You know, great contribution to, you know, decent goals, particularly the second one. But he looked tired and... A bit leggy, particularly, you know, when it came to the defensive side of that second half. I thought, as I'd mentioned, McCrory and, and Matt Kennedy were causing a bit of bother there. And I just thought he he would have made the nod earlier. And I'm not sure why, you know, Paddy was with us at the game there. And Paddy was saying, you know, maybe he's just trying to keep others guys, you know, fresh for the weekend and different things. But the priority is the game in hand and you've got to just do all you can to make sure we go over that line. So, got that eventually. It's all good now. And, you know, we're glad to get out with the three points. But... Uh, yeah, I, I thought he would would have made those changes sooner. Yeah, it might be a, a chance on Sunday for Jota to watch the game on the telly and just take it easy. You know. Yeah, yeah, and I wonder. You know, we've seen you know a bit of Juan does he didn't make he didn't particularly weaken the team for Aloha. It was a fairly strong team that took to the park that night, and I wonder if he'll go maybe eighty five percent strong again on Sunday. I'd like to see like the likes of Julian get a start, maybe young Ben Doak. I'd be resting Jota, I'd maybe rest Callum McGregor again, maybe give Hatati a wee break. There's lots of guys that I think could do with a wee bit of time out, but I don't think Ange likes to weaken it too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he believes there's plenty of time to rest at the end of the season, is what he said last week. So he'll want to find the balance between resting these guys and keeping guys up to speed for the, the Bodo game, Bodo Glimt on Thursday. Yeah, that is a trick, find, find the balance there. So, um, so as we start to wrap things up here, Tino, any final thoughts on the game today and, you know, the context of that result? The context being, I believe, that we're now 28 games unbeaten in the league. So since that uh, 1-0 defeat by Livingston, we've now had 17 wins and three draws. So the form's exceptional. And I think Celtic, Celtic have found a real consistency. And to use Angie's word from the weekend, it's all about being relentless now. And I love to see that. You know, we're just... What we do now is we win games. Angie's created a winning machine. Sometimes it's a breeze against Rangers or whatever. Sometimes it's a bit more of a slog like it's tonight. So there's different ways to win games of football, but I think Celtic at this moment in time are finding ways to win and long may that continue. Yeah, totally agree. So Celtic come through a tough test at Pataudry and make it 20 league games that are unbeaten and eight wins on the bounce. 
It remains to be seen just how important these three points will be in the Championship, but like Ange, we're just taking it one game at a time. Next up, we've got Wraith Rovers at home in the Scottish Cup on Sunday, and we'll be there for you with all the talking points post-match. Meantime, take care, and thanks for listening. Cheers, folks. Sponsored by 1010 Podcasts. Sports Social Podcast Network.